Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Omnitalk Spotlight Series where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. Today, Ann and I are excited because we are thrilled to turn our spotlight on today's guest, Social Sign-In. Social Sign-In is the premier on-site marketing and visitor relationship management solution for the live entertainment, professional sports, commercial real estate, retail, and hospitality industries. Social Sign-In's on-site marketing platform transforms a guest's visit into a powerful relationship opportunity. And we are thrilled because today with us, we have Social Sign-In CEO, Michael Perone. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get started. I think you guys have one of the coolest solutions I've come across. I came across your solution, I think it was back in March of last year. Been talking to your company for some time. And I think it's very cool and just in terms of how simple and easy it is to understand. So given the format that we have with this podcast and the time we can go into things, I'd love for you to explain exactly what it is that your company, Social Sign-In, does. Sure. Um, So I guess if you looked at the label on the side of the package, um, what we are technically is a uh, software-defined network authentication provided as a web service. But for humans, (laughs) um, essentially... Is essentially what we do is we take the um, the customer relationship touch point that's created when somebody accesses your guest Wi-Fi and turns that into an opportunity to figure out who they are, acquire them into your database, get the proper permissions, and market to them a little bit while they're on site. So I think from you know the, the 10,000 foot level, you have people that are coming through your spaces that you're owned and operating. You're going to offer guest Wi-Fi because it's like a bathroom or air conditioning or anything, any other simple amenity. People are going to access it. And what we do is we make sure the data is valid, that you get the proper permissions, and that you serve them something that's interesting and likely leads to a better experience while they're on site. So in essence, Michael, what you're saying is it's, it's really a marketing platform where it's an untapped opportunity for people to think about it differently in terms of how to reach their customers, their guests that are enjoying you know, where they are out, out, out in the world. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. I, I think the right way to think about it is you have people that are spending time in your space, whether you're putting on a show or a uh, or a game or your retail space or something, and they're there. And I think the the job of anybody, whether you're focused on omni-channel or just traditional marketing, is to understand the person that's there, the motivations and the context for the visit, and then make sure that you have them ref- have that data and that profile accurately reflected in your marketing systems. And I think the the beauty of Wi-Fi is people will use it naturally, right? I think mm-hmm. what you know, the, the big difference between um, a Wi-Fi strategy and, say, another strategy like an app or a loyalty program or something is you have to spend a lot of effort and energy and mindshare marketing that other program, mm-hmm. where the beauty of Wi-Fi is that people will use it just because it's there, like Field of Dreams. It's built and people mm-hmm. will, will come. Mm-hmm. And you have the benefit of really having a one-on-one digital connection, right? So there's a lot of things that we do that ensure um, a a real meaningful connection. We speak 18, 19 languages. We understand how many times a person has visited that one location or the store in general. We're able to go back and connect into other systems like loyalty or season ticket systems Mm -hmm. and really provide a a really nice context. So the thing that I I think is the most important to take away from the conversation is when a person is connecting with their device on site, 
that's a very valuable moment, just mm -hmm. as valuable as a cashier or a moment at the box office or somebody at the concierge desk. All of this matters. It matters to be on brand. It matters to be um, contextually correct. It, it matters to, to provide a little something of value to delight them. All these things go on to sort of the, the overall experience of the person in your space. And I think that's why it's, it's such an exciting opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting, Mike. And did you, you know, social sign and you work across many categories and um, verticals. Where did you start? Was it in the hospitality industry? Or, and how did you kind of expand your portfolio into live entertainment and all of these uh, and retail and all of these areas? Sure. Actually, you know, believe it or not, we got started on Broadway, right? Oh, um, cool. Okay. You can make it there. You can make it there. That's right. Um, the lights are bright on Broadway. Right. You know, uh, so, you know, it, you know, I'll spare you the long, the long story, but, but essentially no. um, we had an opportunity um, to help a production out um, that wanted some more social media engagement. Um, the idea came up that they should install Wi-Fi for a variety of reasons. Um, during that process, we, we sort of figured that, hey, there might be a real opportunity here to really connect with the person, right? Not, not even so much just get them to watch like an ad or, or fill in a form, but really get them to take the actions that you felt were most valuable, right? An Instagram right. picture, uh, an email address subscription. And uh, believe it or not, the first prototype, um, which was, you know, prototype is a very generous word. Um, you know, I think we like to use the word paper prototype, essentially didn't really do any of the things it said it was going to do, but just uh -huh. gauged whether or not people would actually use it, uh -huh. um, was really successful. And I think when, you know, when we started to really look at why it was so successful and why it didn't exist and all these things that you do when you're you know, brainstorming an idea, um, we just saw it as a massive opportunity. I, I think again, the the key is we're not um, we're not network engineers, right? Like we can do it, and we sort of understand that world. But we come from a marketing background, and mm -hmm. I think all the solutions to date around um, Wi-Fi access and network authentication were built from a technical viewpoint, right? Mm -hmm. um, provisional systems where I assign you a role and an access and somebody in some closet somewhere, you know, creates your account versus, hey, like, I don't know any of these people that are coming into my space. I couldn't possibly provision them an account in advance. But more importantly, is really security the most important thing in terms of like keeping somebody off this free and open guest public Wi-Fi? Or is it more important for me to understand who they're there, who, why they're there, who they are, and and get them into the programs that I think are going to yield value. And I think that's the, the big difference. So we started, to answer your question, we started on Broadway. Um, you know, from there, we went to other ticketed venues. So we did things like museums, like the Guggenheim, um, and then did some more performing arts centers, and then started getting into professional sports, um, you know, where we work with the Warriors, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, um, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and then from there, we started looking at real estate and retail. And, um, you know, we work with some great companies in there, too, from WeWork to Bloomingdale's to Howard Hughes. So there, there's lots of um, opportunity. And hospitality is actually something that seems very obvious for us, but it's a yeah. pretty new market for us. Um, I, I think it's just you can't boil the ocean and you have to focus where it is. And I think um, the, the beauty about ticketed venues for us, and this is sort of an important point for mm -hmm. retailers, is you know, they sell tickets. So in mm -hmm. theory, they have at least a general understanding of everyone that's coming into the building, right? You would think 
at a certain level because they're selling them the tickets someone purchased it, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the the insight there was that they sell on average, let's say, three tickets per transaction. So if you're really, really, really good at analyzing ticketing data, you're only getting about a third of the audience, right? And I think the analogous to a retail or or, um, or real estate is you know you're not selling tickets, right? You mm-hmm. don't really know everyone that's coming into the mm-hmm. space. You don't have that, so it's almost mm-hmm. even more important for them. To, to use uh, amenities like Wi-Fi to sort of build a, a, a bigger picture of the people that are coming through those spaces. Yeah, absolutely. And those entertainment venues, they're more of a discrete event, in so to speak, too, in terms of versus like a long-term relationship with a retailer as well, where you're maybe coming in there multiple times a week or mm-hmm. you know multiple times, you know, every other month or whatever it is. That's really interesting. Though. I want to come back just for the audience in terms of something you said, which is you're really thinking about Wi-Fi as a moment. You know, you're not thinking about it from an engineering perspective, but it's really as a moment, as a tool in the toolkit for, for whether it's a sporting event or a retailer to interact with the customer at a precise time. And that moment is almost at this point ubiquitous in the way people interact with things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can think of going to the coffee shop and what's the first thing I do? I, I sign on to the Wi-Fi or mm-hmm. even sitting in studio today. The first thing I said, what's the Wi-Fi password? Right. It's that moment. And how do you connect with customers when they're looking for that specific thing? from being in that place. So what are some, on that line of thought, what are some examples you can share of things that you've done across these venues in, in terms of thinking about it that way or things where you've seen a ton of success that I think might, you know, pique the interest of our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's some basics that occur in, in every in, every sort of installation, right? And, and the basic is getting a verified high quality data profile and opt-in permission for the user. So the nice thing about Wi-Fi or giving Wi-Fi away to your customer is that actually generates a first party data relationship. Right? Hmm. They're accessing your network service. Um, they're giving you information about them for the purposes of determining if they should have access. Um, using a network approach like we do, um, it's highly valid. So. You know, the biggest difference between a, a social sign-in installation and, say, the stuff that you might get out of the box from Cisco is that we have this, you know, millions of user strong network that we're using to pre-validate profiles, um, you know, share things like bad email addresses or bad devices or mm-hmm. bad actors. So we put a lot of effort into the data validity piece. So you're going to get, at the end of the day, a high-quality opted in legally valid profile, whether that's in the US and Europe or in Asia Pacific, right? And that's okay. standard across the board. So I think that's the most important piece. And then after that, it's really the way we help provide context, right? So for example, if you go um, into a WeWork, right, which is a, a global customer of ours, and you sign in there, we ask you, you know, what brings you to WeWork today? And it might be a meeting, or it might be a, a meetup, or it might be an interview, it might be a bunch of different things. And all of, and those responses in that context feed your journey in, in Salesforce Marketing Cloud, right? So right. you can envision if you go into a location and you're there for a meetup, that maybe your follow-up is, is more community-focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think when you look at folks like retailers, um, you know, the fun ones we work with, they're really interested in understanding the split between local people, tourists, maybe international, hmm. right? Because some of their e-commerce emails and marketing programs are heavily dependent on the sort of country of origin of the user. And in using, you know, some, you know, some really quote unquote fancy stuff that we do around hmm. classification and machine learning, we're able to sort of bucketize 
people for you and, and, and help understand the context of that visit. And I think that's like mission critical. And then the third piece is really just being able to, to give them something of value, right? Whether that's, um, you know, a heads up on an upcoming event or a show or a performance or a deal that they might not be aware of or, or some sort of piece of marketing. Because when you really think about it in an, in an abstract way, you do not have a lot of one-on-one -on -one time, especially digitally, with those people on site. And it's not a digital sign or, or, or a banner or a poster or something where you're kind of broadcasting out a message to a lot of people and you're hoping it resonates. You actually have an opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one with those people on site, right, in their native language, with the context of their visit, with the understanding of what's happened in the past. And when you put all those things together, you can really move the needle. Um, and I think what ultimately happens in, I would say, 99% of our customers' cases is Wi-Fi and, and our program becomes the top one, two, three acquisition channel for them. Um, you know, and, and that's pretty consistent. Yeah, I think that was, that was what caught my attention back in, I think it was March, when I think uh, when I was talking to somebody on your team and they said, you know, why is everyone's Wi-Fi experience the same? Mm -hmm. Like it makes no sense, right? It's it's this personal moment that can be 100% unique to that individual. And so yes. that's how you guys are thinking about it. I think it's simply put. And yeah. that's what really caught my attention. Yeah. Retailers get this really rich data about their, their customers in the space. And then customers get a better experience overall. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a Wi-Fi experience that is tailored to them specifically at that moment in that space. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the way more, you know, digital folks and, and product people sometimes can't get out of their own way in terms of their desires, right? Like, it would be great if every person had a dedicated app for every place they went to that had right. notifications turned on, that had Bluetooth running, that was opted in. But the reality of it is, what's in that, what's in it for the user, right? And I think when you really think about opportunities, it's not just wouldn't it be great if they did x y and z it's what are what are your customers likely to do mm -hmm. right and and that's where i think wi-fi is is hands down um the most underrated channel right because mm -hmm. you don't have to convince them to get free better internet like they're gonna just use it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you don't even need to put a sign up people will just search right mm -hmm. i think um that's really the the key here is that we're not trying to adjust the behavior, waiting for some, you know, aha moment for people to all of a sudden start doing some abnormal behavior. It's like, no, I mean, it's here, they're going to use it. How can we as a, a retailer leverage that behavior, right? Mm -hmm. And and if you think about everyone's sort of goals, right, it's, it's growing their growing their CRM system, tracking more engagement points, increasing their net promoter score, um, getting enrollments in, in other programs, um, maybe getting app downloads. And, and all these things are serviced by um, a, a dedicated, you know, touch point, mm -hmm. especially on site. Right? So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right in the flow. You know, I think I, think I even, wrote a, I even wrote something recently for you, with you guys that said, you know, it's, it's as fundamental as breathing. It's just something that people just naturally are doing. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's increasing. You know, same store locations for us are up you know, 30% year over year consistently for the last couple of years. Oh, wow. So it, it's not something that's going away. Um, even with, with the sort of advent of 5G, what people sort of miss there is that you actually need more access points and more antennas closer to people. Hmm. So if you're a big box 
or a department store or a re real estate developer, you're going to have to be responsible. You're going to be even more responsible in the future for having a good quality connection because the radius on these antennas are, are, are much smaller than traditional cell phone towers. Right, right. So, so you're actually coming into um, a situation where the network that you provide your customers is going to be even more important than it is today. And that investment costs money. And how do you get a return on that investment? Well, you leverage it for sales, right? And, yeah. And, and that's sort of the, the, the flow we, we think is important. Well, let's talk about that. That's a really interesting point that you, so you're basically, you're theorizing that essentially the usage rates for Wi-Fi, not only is it in the flow now, it's going to continue to increase based on some of the other things that are happening around, you know, the marketplace um, and connectivity. But let's get down to brass tacks then. And when you talk, because you, you mentioned it, uh, how's it working? Like what types of results can people that deploy this type of solution see? Sure. Um, and it's working extremely well, I think, just based on the length of time that customers have stuck with us over our career, I think is a good indicator of it. Um, you know, I mean, we don't publicly disclose, obviously, customer success metrics, but I think in generalities, um, you know, we always become the top lead source. That's kind of a given. But I think if you're a retailer and you're operating a mid-sized store um, with decent foot traffic, um, you're talking maybe four to 5,000 unique net new profiles a month per location. I think if you're a bigger store, a department store or an anchor or a big box, you know, that that's tens of thousands a month, right? So I think if you think about um, your footprint um, and you have a hundred stores, you know, or 50 stores um, and you light up your entire network, um, you're talking about a massive acquisition channel. And um, we see a cost per acquisition of about one to two cents when all said and done, right? Mm. So, wow. and, and the thing about it is the quality of the people, right? Right. right? It's not, it's not, it's different from the web. Like, you know, a big thing for, that we always sort of get into it is people want to compare a Wi-Fi strategy to a web strategy or internet mm. strategy. And, and there's actually a very big difference there because- Everybody that we obtain for you is already what would already be considered a conversion on the web, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. because they access the network and signed in and everything else, they're immediately an, you know, uh, an already a CPA, so to speak, right? They're already right. acquired, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think you just have to look at it from a, a little bit of a different scale where if you back the math up, you know, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, millions and millions of impressions to get the same amount of results in terms of acquisition. Right? So that's the key. That's fantastic. Um, so, Mike, how does our audience get going on a, a connection with Social Sign and how do they get started? Oh, it's very easy. Uh, well, first of all, if you want to learn more about the product or, or set up a time to see a demo or, or talk to us, you can just go to socialsignin.com. Um, that's the easiest way. Um, I think in terms of getting up on a pilot with us, which we highly recommend, um, and for you know most qualified uh, customers, we, we sort of offer a no-risk, no-cost pilot. But um, to do that is pretty easy. We work on all major um, hardware manufacturer, network manufacturers, so Cisco, Aruba, Extreme Networks, Ruckus, the list goes on and on. So there's no special equipment or hardware that's required. Everything we do is pure web service. So think Twilio or SendGrid or something like that. Um, setup is pretty quick. Um, usually it's the the sort of contract that takes the longest time, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's but, always the uh, way, right? You know, it's, it's a very small thing and it's very low risk because, you know, 
we're getting sort of into weird product philosophy, but I think if um, you were to get another marketing tool for your staff to use, um, you're adding work to them, right? They have to train, they have to learn this new thing. Hmm. That's not how this works. You know, we provide um, full service, right? So it, we we view our job as helping our customers achieve success in this channel. Hmm. So um, very lightweight, very low on organizational resources, and we're happy to put our our sort of money where our mouth is. So um, you know, if anybody wants to try it, please please reach out. We're we're more than willing to show you what you've been missing. Yeah. That's interesting. I wanted to ask you that actually about the, on the conversion side too of, of some of the success you see. So in based on what you just said, so not only through not only you implement it, get everything stood up, but you also help say the retailer in this case, let's use them as the example, really understand how to use the platform, how to get the best results on the marketing tactics you, that you that one would deploy through that as well? Yes. Yeah. I think it's important, right? Because um, it's a new channel, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of learnings, right? We've been doing this for a number of years with good success. And I think it's important as part of our value that we help um, companies stand themselves up, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's much more of a of an investment in the future success of this as part of an omni-channel strategy than it is um, sort, of, sort of some sort of side business, right? Mm-hmm. So I think from our, our perspective, um, you know, every customer not only gets the standard dedicated account manager, but we're here to make sure the experience works really well, provide best practices, um, understand how to tie this into other systems. You know, a big thing about us is we're not a um, one-stop platform for you to use. We really view ourselves as a piece of a larger channel. So whether that's mm-hmm. leveraging our deep integration into Salesforce, Marketing Cloud, or Sales Cloud to Eloqua, Marketo, um, you know, Adobe. So we have you know forty some odd different integrations built and deployed, um, and we really understand how you should be warehousing the data, leveraging our services as a data mart, so to speak, into that, how you should really be, you know, updating attributes and triggers for different marketing campaigns, how you can use our data to track conversions, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, there, there's lots of power that comes from sort of having a vibrant channel like this on site. And I think um, our goal for long-term success is to really help our customers, um, you know, engage in that. And that's, we, we view that as our sort of priority one. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. And I think the other thing I think, and we'll get you out of here on this. I think the other thing that's important to touch on, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask the question too, is I think the other part of this is not only just, you know, how you're servicing your clients, but also how you're thinking about the customer. So you touched on this a few minutes ago, but you talked about first party data. Yep. Can you talk more about what that is and why that's such an important ingredient for yep. you guys both now, and then also how you seeing this entire industry playing out in the long term? Right. Well, I think we are very, very much pro end user, pro privacy. So um, there were, there's plenty of businesses out there that use Wi-Fi as um, they call it presence analytics or, or whatever you want to call it in a fancy name, but essentially they're processing, you know, probe information and other network related information for the purposes of, of building these profiles that no one ever gave them permission to build. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do any of that. Like we're purely, focused on the authentication. Everyone knows they're connecting to Wi-Fi, they're opting in, they're signing in. It's a very clean transaction. But on the other end of that, what's being generated is a first party relationship with the user, right? The user has accessed your service, i.e. your internet connection. They've done it with expressive permission. We've, we've layered, then layered on 
a bunch of different ways they can opt into certain types of marketing programs and, and, and um, or other sort of contact features that the customers might have. So the, the that is the key because I think if you look at the industry as a whole, whether it's California privacy or GDPR, um, you know, there's there's not only a legislative temperament, but a consumer temperament that they want to understand exactly what's happening with their information. And I think what you're going to see is third-party data sources become harder to use, more expensive, more constricted, and lots of limits placed on the on on how a data is sourced, right? Like, I mean, think about like the organic movement in food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. you know, and I think there's parallels there. Um, and the difference is you don't have a Congress um, or governing bodies that are legislating or demanding organic kale, right? But right. I think you have, <laughs> you have that here a little bit where, um, you know, the date, like I, I, I'm a little, I might be dating myself, but I remember no, pre, yeah. pre-canned spam days, right? Back when as direct marketers, you could share lists and combine lists and then boom, canned spam, everything got wiped out. And I think you're going to see more of that in the future where, um, people or especially legislative bodies are going to get much more constrict constrict the practices of sort of data sharing and data brokering. And, and ultimately that's to me, it's just noise. Like I like to keep things very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're providing an experience for your customers. You're offering this amenity of, of free internet access that you've invested in. You're asking for a very small ask, which is give me some little valid information about you, whether or not you want to hear about this stuff, check out this little piece of content. It's lightweight, it's straightforward, and it's it's very, very easy to understand data exchange. And I think the there's beauty in that, right? Versus something where you're trying to like finagle the lines and or maybe you you signed up for this contest, but really you're enrolled in this email campaign. And I, I just think that stuff's gonna be legislated out of existence, you know, at some point. So Yeah. Uh, wow, absolutely. Man, this has been a great discussion. I mean even those last few points, there's a lot to think about in what you just said. I think there's been a lot to think about through this, you know, entire, you know, 20, 30 minutes, however long it's been. Really, really interesting stuff, Michael. I got to say, I think, um, and I don't know about you, but I learned yeah. a ton. Um, and I would say, you know, I think this is a company, if you're listening to this podcast, I encourage you guys to check Social Sign-In out. Michael did a great job of relaying, I think, everything they're all about. And the most important thing for me, a couple of things he said was, you know, signing onto a Wi-Fi is something that happens in the flow of how consumers behave already. And it's fundam- it's as fundamental as anything you're going to do, you know, as you're engaging in an experience. Um, and it's a requirement, essentially, as we go forward in this retail landscape for becoming an omni-channel retailer. It's something you have to think about. And the most important thing is to think about it as a moment, mm-hmm. as something that people want to do. And that can, in and of itself, be a competitive differentiator for you if you think about it in the right way. So... On behalf of Anne, I just want to say, Michael Perone, thank you so much, CEO of Social Sign-In. Thank you so much for being with us today. Happy New Year. And to all the listeners, be careful out there.